Right, so the kids have already wonderfully read to us the story that we're looking at this morning. So this morning we're looking at Jesus is expected. So if you've got your Bibles, you can turn with me. We're turning to Luke 1. Um, if not, it's going to come up here. I think my version is slightly different, but that's okay. So we're looking at Luke 1, verse 39. Mary visits Elizabeth. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Mary. When Mary heard, no, (laughs) when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt within her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and in a loud voice she exclaimed, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child that you will bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the... Uh, as soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who believed that what the Lord has said will be accomplished. So we're looking at, so what's happened prior to this is the angel Gabriel's visited Elizabeth and Elizabeth is an old lady and she's, she's bared a child and she's been barren up to this point in her life. And then the angel Gabriel's visited Mary and told Mary that she is not only going to bear a child and she's a virgin, she's going to be, she's going to carry the son of God. And so when Mary hears this, then she goes to see her cousin Elizabeth. So two things just stood out to me. These are complete side notes that I just noticed for the first time when I read when I read this first that you can we can think about maybe later was one I hadn't realized before but it said that Mary um, oh, I'm getting the names completely muddled up this morning Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit now that's that was quite the day of Pentecost doesn't happen for like another 33 years so that was quite an unusual thing for them to be filled with the Holy Spirit so only mentioned a few times in Luke up until that point so that I just thought that was interesting and the other thing is I love that right there in that second that was the beginning of John's ministry when he was still in his mum's when he was still in his mum's womb he he started his ministry right there his ministry was to point everybody to Jesus and the first person he pointed to Jesus was his own mum isn't that amazing that we think yeah God can use us but we say God can also use children God can also use babies and he can also use unborn babies I thought that was pretty pretty awesome and so that was just like my little thoughts before I begin (laughs) and so when we are looking we're now in the season of Advent so Advent is the countdown to Christmas isn't it how many people have got Advent calendars yeah yeah you've got one good um if you haven't got an advent calendar like me, you can have the church advent calendar, which I love that Becca read out that Mark wrote today's advent calendar. So it's a daily devotional every day, looking at the, church, uh, the Christmas story. So in advent, we're, we're counting down the days to Christmas. We're counting down the days to when Jesus is born. But the word advent means arrival or coming. So every day that we're in advent, we're looking at Jesus arriving or coming. Um, and so rather than just counting down to his birth, we should be expecting Jesus to arrive or come every single day in Advent in our lives. We shouldn't just use our Advent calendars to build up towards the 25th of December, but we should be expecting Jesus every day. So that's what I'm going to be looking at today. Jesus is expected in our lives today, every day. So December, the word December brings up lots of different things for lots of different people. For me, I absolutely love December. So for me, it brings up thoughts of um, being with friends and it being cold and nice open fires and mince pies and cheese and all that kind of thing. For you, maybe it brings up similar things. For you, maybe December means bills. Maybe it means pressure. Um, maybe, Maybe it's not a great time for you, December. But we all expect something out of December, the month of December 
that everybody expects something from it. But we need to remember that actually, it's, all of that is a side note to Advent. Advent is about building up to Jesus' arrival and coming, but actually Advent is every day of December. We should expect Jesus every day of December. And we know that God works according to what our expectations of him are. So that's faith, isn't it? When we expect God to do something and then he does it, that's our faith. So God is working according to our expectations. So we need to expect him every day. Um, So Mary is expectant with child. So she's expecting to have a baby, but she also expected God to keep her word. Um, And when we're expecting things, things in our lives shift and change. When we're expecting things, our attitude changes and lots of things around us can change. So my first point today is that we should expect change. When we're expecting Jesus, we should expect change in our lives. For those of you who are parents, you know that when you have a baby, you should expect massive changes in your life for those of us who haven't got children we think oh it'll all be lovely when you have a baby but actually your life is completely flipped around and turned on its on its head when you have a baby in Paul and not in Paul in 2 Corinthians Paul tells us that anyone who belongs to Christ becomes a new person and that their old life is gone and that their new life begins so when we become Christians we expect big changes in our personal lives for those of you who maybe have become Christians recently maybe that's a real recent memory of the changes that happened in your life but actually for it doesn't matter whether we've been Christian for two weeks or for 80 years we should be continually expecting change in our lives we should be continually changing we should never stay stagnant we should be continually changing and it's like that um song that we sing oh I can't remember the title of it but it says keep me in that flame that purifies till only you remain that is a constant journey for all of us no throughout all of our lives so every single day we should be wanting Jesus to continually change us and so we should be expecting personal change but we also should be expecting situational change now but before this point of this um of angel Gabriel visiting Mary and visiting Elizabeth um in the Bible, there's no recorded miracles for 800 years before that. There's no, been, there's no angel visitation for 500 years before that. And God hasn't spoken for 400 years before that. So maybe that's happened, but it's just not recorded in the Bible. So I don't know for definite whether that happened or not. But that is a long time. 800 years, 500 years and 400 years. They're all really, really long amounts of time. So they're generations and generations of people. But yet during this time, Jewish women still hoped and prayed and asked God that they would be the chosen one to carry the Messiah that they would be the one to bear the Messiah so even though that nothing had happened it was still common practice in Mary's time for Jewish women to be hoping that they would be the chosen one so I'm just thinking what areas in your life right now are you expecting Jesus to change what what things have you got going on whether it's personal or whether it's situations you're in what areas are you expecting Jesus to change or maybe what areas were you expecting Jesus to change but actually it's been so long with no signs of anything changing you've kind of given up hope a bit about anything happening I want you to be thinking about actually in this situation Mary was still expecting even though it had been hundreds of years since possibly there was any signs of God maybe they were starting to think is God still there does God still care about us when the Romans are are rising up and and are destroying the Jewish ways does God still care so be thinking about in your life what personal things what situational things are you wanting God to change because we need to expect 
change. God invites us every day to come to him exactly as we are. He, it doesn't matter who you are, what you've got going on, you're welcome to come exactly as you are. But God doesn't invite us to stay as we are. God wants us to change. So we need to expect change and we actually need to give permission to God and say, God, I'm open and I'm willing for you to work in me and for you to change me. So when we're expecting Jesus this Christmas, we need to expect him to change us. Second thing, when we expect Jesus in our lives, we need to expect the unexpected. God's view is way, way, way bigger and way, way, way superior to our view. And so Mary's situation was absolutely, completely unexpected for her. She viewed herself as a lowly, humble servant girl, but yet God chose her. So for her, it was completely unexpected, but she was confident in God's power and she was confident in God's ability to do that in her. It was unexpected, but it was okay. Now, the idea of something in our lives being completely unexpected can bring up either two group, bring us, separate us into two groups of people. One, the idea of something being completely unexpected can make us feel really, really excited and, and a sense of adventure. Who gets that feeling when they think of something being completely unexpected? A couple. <laughs> Who gets the feeling of being absolutely scared and terrified and completely out of control? Yeah, a few people. Well, some people, you've, maybe the rest of you are thinking, well, it depends what it is. Um, so yeah, when we're thinking of being something being completely unexpected, that does not mean that it is out of control. That actually means that it's out of our control, but it's in God's control. Just because something's unexpected, it doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah? If you think of a pregnancy of a, of a mum and a dad having a baby, sometimes pregnancies cannot go to plan. Sometimes births are not, as e- not easy, but that doesn't mean that there isn't something fantastic out of that situation. Yeah? So just because something's unexpected and, and, and maybe a bit scary, a bit difficult, that doesn't mean there's something really, really good about that. There's this really, really great story that I love. There was a family that used to come to this church called um, Stephen Jana Winton, and they were members of this church for a long time, and they, a few years ago they moved to America. And after they moved to America, Jana put this story on Facebook. And she said she's got three girls. And um, she said that because they moved to America, they decided to take their girls to Disney World in Florida. And one of their daughters, when they told them that they were going to Disney World in Florida, one of their daughters turned around and said, is it going to be as good as Little Hampton Harbour Park? And I just, (laughs) it can't be. I just love that because I just think that God looks at us and thinks, oh, aren't they sweet? (laughs) Like, oh, they just don't know. And and to to that little girl, Little Hampton Harbour Park is brilliant. That's fantastic. But she has absolutely no idea what's in store at Disney World, Florida. And that's so much like us. We can go, we can make decisions and make choices and say to God, please, please let us have this. Please let this be the way. Please let us go to Little Hampton Harper Park. When actually God's saying, okay, but if you give me control, if you let me control, I can give you something that is, comp- you can't even imagine it because you've not got anything else to compare it to. It's completely outside of your area of expectation. So expect the unexpected. When we, we don't want to be thinking small time, we want to be thinking big time and we want to give God permission um, to work massively in our lives. But rather than coming to him with our dis- decision 
um, and saying, God, bless this decision. We need to take the decision to God first and say, God, you, you take this decision. You tell me what you want to do. When we expect God to do more, he does more. So for example, Mary, when Jesus and Mary were at the wedding as guests, Mary expected Jesus to turn water into wine. When, um, uh, when the woman who'd been bleeding for 12 years, she expected if she just touched the hem of Jesus's garment, she'd be healed like that. When the disciples were on the boat in the storm and everything, the whole world around them was crashing down and they thought they were going to die. They expected if they woke up Jesus, everything would be okay. When we expect more of God, he can completely change our situation around for us. So my second challenge today is let's not try to control every area of our lives. Let's not take our decision and our choices for our jobs or our finances or our relationships or our um, the schools that we send our children to or whatever. Let's not make that decision and then ask God to bless it. Let's take that decision to God in the first place and ask him what he wants to do with it. Give him permission to do the unexpected in our lives. So, and my third and final point. So first is expect change. Second is expect the unexpected. And third is expect a priority change within you. In the sound of music, um, oh, what's she called? Marie, I was going to say Julie Andrews. When she's a nun and she's leaving, uh, I want to say the nunnery? Is that a word? Convent. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, say it with confidence, nunnery. Um, when she's leaving um, the convent, the, um, the nun says to her, what have you learned? What lesson have you learned whilst you've been here? And her reply is to learn what the will of God is and to do it wholeheartedly. And I love that because um, when we do our will, it's, it's, it's completely different to finding out what God's will is and then doing it wholeheartedly. Mary and Joseph, when they both said to God, yeah, we, we, we submit to you, their whole lives and their whole journey and path that their lives were going to take was completely changed and their whole priorities would, would have been shifted because not only were they going to be parents when they weren't expecting it to be, they were going to be parents to the Son of God. So their whole priorities completely shifted. So when we seek what God's will is, we, our priorities shift because we're not focused on what our will is. We're focused on what his will is. And that'll cause us to look at all of our lives differently. So things that might bring us joy and happiness for a little bit, we'll, try, we'll um, uh, choose... Oh dear. <laughs> we'll choose um, the things that will bring joy, longer, lasting joy, like um, joy forever, rather than just temporary things. We will choose um, things that are better for us in the longer term, even if it's not just a fix in the shorter term. Um, when we, um, so how, so it's easy saying, right, when you've got God's will, then, then your priorities are changed. But how do we achieve, how do we know what God's will is for us? How do we know? Um, what that is and I was thinking how do I how do I find out what God's will for my for me is and I was thinking I do that by spending time with God by reading my Bible by speaking to him throughout my day by telling him what's just annoyed me or what somebody just said to me that really upset me telling him all the different things that are going on throughout my day I do that by coming along to church and listening to different people by listening to podcasts by coming along to um a Tuesday expand by going along to my cell group and discussing it with other Christians oh, we've got such fantastic opportunities here where we can really engage with other Christians and learn and study and explore God's way and God's will together and that's how I seek what God's will is for me because because I can um, 
do it with on my own and with other people and I can do it pretty much every single day of the week you know I've got opportunities pretty much every single day of the week to do that so the more time we spend with God the more that we can know what God's will is the more that we learn what God's heart is and we can put that um, instead of our will um, so um, that is basically it for today so I don't know whether the band want to start to come back up but what I want to be thinking is I don't want Advent to just slip by I don't want Advent to be a time where we're just um, counting down the days till we get our turkey or counting down the days where we remember that Jesus is born and we do that by opening presents with each other we want to remember that Advent Jesus is, is present and here every single day we remember baby Jesus but we also are remembering that actually Jesus is an active and real part of our everyday lives and every single day this for the rest of this Advent we can expect Jesus to change us personally and change our situations we can expect him to absolutely blow our mind with unexpected things that we did not see or not imagine and we can expect our priorities to completely change is it okay if I pray yeah Father God, I thank you that there is no end. I thank you that we are on a continual journey. I thank you that we don't have to achieve or be a certain way before you will welcome us into your presence. But God, I just pray that you will point out to us and and guide us into areas that we need to change. I pray that you will just help just to continually refine us personally, but also as a church, God. I just pray that this Advent time will just not pass us by as we're building up to Christmas Day, but each and every day that you'll give us opportunities that we can come to you and continually be a working progress. And God, I just pray that in this time, you're just preparing us to springboard us into 2016 and everything you've got in store for us in 2016, Father. We just lift our expectations and we just lift our eyes towards you, God, and we openly stand and give you permission to come and work in us and come and work in our homes in our families and in our lives God we just I just pray daily you'll just remind us just to hand over the reins of control to you and ask you God that your will be done and your ways be done in each and every decision that we make Amen